0: Amen. You can have a seat. As we've said in the series, our family relationships are often, for most of us, the most important relationships in our lives because it's family that stay with us. It's family that run the span of our lifetime that keep being a part of what's going on in our family. So, So it's important for us to take those relationships and to help them to grow and to help them improve, and that's why I'm calling this series House Keys, and we're thinking about keys to healthy family relationships. The first week, we talked about respect and showing respect for one another. Last Sunday, we talked about teaching and how we have opportunities to teach one another and how important that is in a family setting. This week I want us to turn our attention a little more toward communication and think about a communication skill that I think really matters in families and, if we're not careful, can be something that we miss so easily. So, we'll come back to that in just a minute. Now. You know, recently I was asked to attend a Zoom meeting about a ministry issue. It didn't have, to have something to do with the church. It was outside the church, an organization I was working with. And the people who planned the meeting contacted me and said, we want your opinion about something. We'd like to have your insight about an important issue that we're dealing with. I said, well, that's fine. So I Zoomed into the meeting. And it wasn't long before I realized they didn't want my opinion about this issue so much as they wanted to tell me, their opinion about that issue, right? They wanted to tell me what I should be thinking, not what I already was thinking. Maybe you've been at a meeting like that. Maybe you've had that even in family. You know, but I've been guilty of stuff like that before too, right? Have you ever caught yourself, like you're in the middle of a conversation, maybe with one other person, or maybe with several people, and somebody else is talking, and then suddenly... You realize you have no idea what they're saying, right? Because maybe you just weren't paying attention. More often than that, for me, they said something and I've been formulating my response so carefully that I'm not listening to the rest of what they say. And so I miss out. That's not a good place to be because you don't know what they're saying now. You got a quick response to what happened, you know, 30 seconds ago, but not right now. And, you know, if we're not careful, people pick up on that. And they know we're not listening. And when we don't listen, that says what they're saying in that moment is not important enough for us to care. And it devalues them. So today I want us to think about that. You know, in families we talk about things that matter. Things that are emotional. We talk about money and our goals and our feelings. We talk about sex. We talk about uh, you know, what we want to happen in our lives, beyond like work, but just where, where do we want to go in life? All that stuff is there, and we can have really strong feelings about a lot of that stuff. And so communication really matters. And one of the skills, you know, I think when we think about communication, what comes to mind is how I say what I say, and being really clear, and knowing when to say things, and how to say them, all that. Well, we'll talk about that another day, but today I want us to think about the other side of that. How do we listen? And are we listening to the family that's around us? And as as we've been in this series, I want us to think about family in the broadest sense. So yes, communication, listening between spouses, parents, children, but I want it to be broader than that. Grandparents, grandkids, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, cousins, all that, this broad sense of family and our communication within the family. Now, Scripture speaks to this. It talks about communication over and over. And two books that key in on that are Proverbs in the Old Testament and James in the New Testament. So we're going to get a little sampling from both those books today. We'll begin the Old Testament with Proverbs. We turned to Proverbs last week, and I said Proverbs is more about premises rather than promises. In other words, it's not a guarantee, but it basically says this is how life works. Okay, Over and over, showing us how life generally works. And so today, right at the beginning, we hear these words in verse 5 of chapter 1 Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. Now, throughout Proverbs, what we have is a contrast between the wise and the foolish. And they're described in lots of different ways. And wisdom, in this very passage right here at the beginning, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So it's all about knowing who God is, recognizing His place in our lives. That's the start, starting point for it. But it's more than that. It's also observing life, gaining knowledge, but then that taking that knowledge and doing something with it. Most of us know that wisdom is more than just knowing stuff. It's more than winning a trivia competition. It's taking knowledge and synthesizing it and growing from it. That's contrasted with foolishness. People who don't try to learn from life. People who are not reflective on the past so they can learn about the future. But here, wisdom is described as this. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning which is sort of another word for the wise in the book of proverbs discernment understanding all very similar to wisdom let the discerning get guidance now that runs a little bit counter to what i think about when i think about a wise person Like I'm thinking about a sage who's sitting down and and his or her disciples are gathered in a circle around them and that wise person is just sharing their deep knowledge of life. That's not the picture we get in Proverbs. Sometimes the wise person speaks, but it's also very clear that the wise person listens. And so they're not satisfied with what they know. They're not satisfied with what they've learned. They always want to be striving for greater wisdom. And they recognize that And even if they know they're the smartest person in the room, the wisest person who's there, there's somebody in the room who knows something they don't know, who's got an insight that they haven't learned. And so they're always listening to gain further insight. Okay, so the wise wants to get wiser. But I think there's another dynamic at work here. The wise listen to gain knowledge. The wise listen to get further insight. But sometimes the wise listen to gain insight into the person who's in front of them. Sometimes the wise listen not so they learn a new fact, but so that they learn the person. So they hear what really matters, what, what's challenging that person, what inspires that person, what they're passionate about, what they're hurt by. They listen because that informs them of who this is and what's going on in their lives. And so the wise person gains insight in that way. Chapter 12, we hear this echoed in verse 15. It says this, the way of the fool, so we see the contrast there, the way of the fool's, Seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The fool says, I don't care what anybody says. I know the way, I know how to do this. I don't need to read the directions or have a map. I can handle it on my own. The wise says, Give me all the resources you got because I want to gain knowledge and I want to handle this in the right way. They're listening. They're looking for some kind of guidance. Even though they're a wise person, they're still seeking the guidance, so they listen. <clears throat> Let's turn over to the New Testament. Book of James. Brother of Jesus writes this, and it's all about practical advice for Christian living. Sort of a New Testament version of Proverbs. And this is what James says in chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this, and it doesn't get any more practical than these words, okay? Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And James is telling us how to conduct relationships in a very simple way. I mean, that is so easy to remember. You should be quick to listen. Now, that's hard to do because sometimes we got stuff we want to say. But James is saying, hang on to what you want to say. And before you start talking, listen to what the other person has to say. I mean, this works in conflict, right? So often, conflict is a failure to communicate. And so we're we're not hearing what's going on in that other person's head. We don't understand why this is an issue. We don't understand why they feel threatened, okay? But when we listen, we're gaining insight into the way that person feels and thinks. And so we do well to hold our thoughts back, to hold our words back, and just listen. And that might mean rather than challenging immediately, what we actually do is say, you know what? Answer this. Help me understand more. I need this information for me to really get at what's going on in your heart and your mind. And then we listen again. Listening is a key to healthy relationships. Be quick to listen. Second, slow to speak. Now those two things go hand in hand, right? Because it's hard to listen when we're talking. So instead of talking, we're going to listen first, and then we're going to carefully think about what am I saying? Okay. Sometimes it's really easy. We're so excited about something or so passionate about something or maybe even so angry about something that we start talking and we're in the middle of the thought and the person doesn't even have time to catch up to us, so we've got to hang off here. Let's think about this. Let me be careful in the way that I say this because if conflict comes from miscommunication i've got to be careful about the way that i'm speaking so slow to speak hand in hand with quick to listen and then finally slow to anger now that's pretty hard isn't it and when somebody says something does something that upsets us when we hear about what someone else has done we can feel that anger welling up inside us and it is hard to say Self, don't be angry about this. It doesn't just automatically go away. I think James is telling us, work on the way you handle the anger. Work on the way you express the anger. Show the anger. Talk about your feelings. Because, as he says in the passage, it doesn't lead to the righteousness of God. So often when we express our anger in uncontrolled ways, it only harms the relationship. And again, if we do what he calls us to do first, quick to listen, it may help overcome the anger in the end. It doesn't get more practical than that. I might put it this way. If we think about everything the writer of Proverbs tells us in those passages and what James says, we might say it this way. Listening leads to learning. You might say... Well, wasn't it last week we talked about teaching? I mean, we talked about people teaching what they know and how important it is to pass those things on. Well, I'm thinking in a, in a different sense today. Listening leads to learning. It leads us not just to learning a skill or learning some facts. Listening leads us to learn about what's going on in the mind and heart of another person. And really, there's, there's no work around here. There's no shortcut, there's no easy thing so we don't actually have to listen. We really need to listen to know where people are. It is a key to communication. Knowing what to say, when to say it, how to say it, hugely important. But equally important and I see it sometimes think overlooked is the fact that we just need to listen. Okay? Because listening leads to learning. And so we can handle those emotional issues far better when we're listening. Now, there's three things that come from this, I think grow out of this, some truths that can help us walk through this. When we listen, we learn about life. Now, this is sort of the straightforward approach to the Proverbs. I mean, the Proverbs and this contrast between the wise and the foolish, it's all about gaining knowledge about life in general. And so when we listen to other people, and there may be people that don't know as much as we do, but they know something that we don't know, we gain knowledge about life. We figure out how to navigate the difficult parts of life. We learn about life when we listen to the people around us. And so we need to do that and to listen intently and to listen on purpose because it's so easy to get distracted, but they may tell us something, teach us something that can help us walk through life, okay? And we, we, when we listen, we learn about people. This is such a key. As we think about our family members, When we listen, we learn what matters to them. And it's not just to avoid conflict, although that's part of it, right? How do we know what areas of life they need encouragement in if we don't listen to what's going on? How do we know how to encourage our kids at school if we don't know what the struggles are? And so we've got to. Listen, how do we know where our spouse needs us to support them if we don't listen to them talk about work or talk about friends or talk about their extended family? We've got to listen to know where to encourage people, not just to avoid conflict. And we've got to listen to do what we've talked about the last couple weeks, to show proper respect and to teach people. We have to listen to know all of that stuff. We can't build into them if we're not listening. And then when we listen, we value people. We value people. You know, there's a lot of words that come at us every day. If we're just driving down the road, right? There's all kinds of words. We may have the radio on, might be listening to a podcast. We see signs along the road, billboards. All that stuff is just at us all the time. Phone might ring, we might answer it, hands free, of course. Then there's more words in our lives. We got all that coming at us. That's true at home. We got phones, tablets, TVs, everything going on. But when we say, I'm going to put some of those words aside and listen, It says to the person in front of us, you matter to me. You are worth me putting everything else aside to listen to what's going on in your life. And most of us are desperate for someone to actually listen to what's going on. And it's easy to it's easy to hear words without listening, right? I mean, we've all been in a setting where somebody's on their phone or their tablet, or their laptop, or they're watching TV, and we're talking, and it's clear, they're not listening. That's not really engaging that person. We may hear words, but we don't really know what's being said. So sometimes it pays to put it all aside and actually listen. I mean... We all feel like nobody's listening at times. Kids feel like their parents don't listen, right? They feel like, I'm talking about this stuff, but they're just going to tell me what to do. And parents feel like, I'm trying to help my kid walk through this. I'm trying to teach them about life, and they're not listening. It's clear by the way they act. Grandparents feel like they're sidelined because, hey, they're old, they're not into this, and so nobody's actually listening to them anymore. We all want to be heard. And when someone actually listens to us, when we know that they're paying attention to what we're saying, we feel valued. So it's hugely important if we want to communicate to the people around us that they are important, that they matter to us, we've got to listen. Leanne's brother, is really good at this. We're not around him very often, but when we are, I always notice, and he does something really simple that seems obvious, but I think sometimes we forget. He just asks really good questions. Whether it's of me, or whether it's of our daughters, or other kids that are part of the family. I mean, he knows how to ask a question to really let somebody talk about what's going on in their life. And I think that's a simple way for us to engage people and to let them know we care. When, when, when we listen enough that we can ask good questions that says, I know what you've been saying, but I want to know more. And asking those questions that allow people to share what's happening in their lives, share their opinions, share their ideas, share their goals, that just says you matter to me. And it allows us to learn about them. Listening leads to learning. And when we communicate that, by the way that we pay attention to what someone is saying, it says, you're important to me. Let's pray together. God, you chose to communicate to us through your word. In fact, you called your son Jesus the word. And just points to us, to the fact that listening is so important. It matters so much. So God, we want to listen to you, but we want to listen to our families as well. So people in our families know that they matter to us. And so we get insight into what's going on in their hearts and minds. So God, help us to be good listeners. And if, if we're not, help us to develop that skill. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and continue to worship.